Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by Samuel Levitz, owner and founder at 3yearretirementformula.com and stockpickprofits.com. Sam is a surfer, musician, founder of a charity in Hawaii, plus one in the Philippines, a national speaker, and global investor. He was taught investing in stock market in the stock market by his grandfather and has had his share of up and downs until he joined forces with a retired trader. Together, they created a system for U.S.-based clients to more than double their accounts in less than three years to give average investors a chance at making millions in the market. For him, it's not so much about making people millionaires as it's leading by example with what good things you can do with the millions you make. So I've asked Samuel to come and join us here today and help us understand how to make sense of what's going on in today's wild world finance. Samuel, thank you for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? Bueno, yeah, it is a wild world of finance, isn't it? My God, no doubt about that. There's so many different myths and things that are going on. People are saying cryptocurrencies. People are saying we're in for a correction, yada, yada, yada. But before we get into any of all that, I was really intrigued in your bio about one of the things talking about how you got started. I started as an entrepreneur when I was six years old. So like most young kids, you know, I ran a lemonade stand and my mom is also an amazing artist. I had her design t-shirts for me and I would sell t-shirts. I mean, I I was always doing some crazy stuff. It always made my grandpa upset because my grandpa on my mom's side, the investor, he always said, Samuel, you know, education is important. Education is important. But he kind of meant the academic education, you know, get good grades in school and do this. And I was always an average student just because I never applied myself. And I remember a phone call I had with my dad. I remember his dad called me and said, hey, kid, how's, how's your studies going? And my dad, he was at the time, he was a, a very well-known doctor in California. I said, Dad, I said, I'm just wasting my time with school. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, oh, man, I'm, it's just, I'm just wasting. I should be out there creating businesses and doing my entrepreneurial stuff. And he's like, no, ah, what are you talking about? And I told him again. He's like, well, I was hoping you were going to figure that out until after you graduated. He's like, just, yeah, just, just graduate and, you know, just get it done with. And then you could start your company's. You know, back then he even knew that, you know, the academic educational stuff wasn't really important unless I was going to follow in his shoes and be a doctor or a lawyer or something along those lines. You know, follow whatever your gut is telling you to do and then just do it with ridiculous passion that is unwavered. What happened is my grandpa gave me some stock and it was some blue chip stock and I can't even remember what Bell South or who knows what Coca-Cola maybe back then. And, and I would watch it. It was like watching paint dry. It was the most painful process. I was like, I, I like, I want to be an investor now. And you know, the stock you gave me was $16 and 21 cents three months ago. And now it's $16 and 21 cents. I'm like, this sucks. There must be a better way. And so that kind of led me on my quest to like seek bigger and more sexy investment returns. And it's been, a, it's been a hell of a journey. And it's been, it's ranged from businesses and companies to through investment vehicles and whatnot to where 
where I am today, which is, you know, I'm CEO of a company called Financial Reboot and the websites that you have, the three-year retirement formula and stockpickprofits.com. And the goal is really like making really good money in the stock market, which is where I really excel and where my company really works our magic. And how did you get to that place? What were some of the challenges and obstacles that you faced? You said you did a lot, tried trading a lot of different things. I mean, what were some of the big learning curves that you had to go through? Any milestones? Is not as hard as people think. Yeah, absolutely. It's daunting. But if you know what you're doing, like we take on clients that have 250,000 US dollars or more, they can use us basically. And we double or triple portfolios in under three years. And it's super sexy. And people don't really, you know, they don't believe it. My head trader has been doing it for, gosh, 38 years now or something like that. He was retired. I picked him out of the bushes. Basically, he was like going to coast into retirement at age 52. I called a buddy of mine about an investment I was looking at doing because I wanted to get him involved about this this online ad platform, a really good return. He's like, do you mind if I bring my head chef of my restaurant? Sure. Why? The, why? He's like, well, he's a, he's a big investor. I'm like, the head chef of your restaurant is a big investor. He's like, yeah, man, trust me. I was like, well, okay. So we met at Starbucks, had a cup of coffee, and his head chef and I just absolutely hit it off. Super unassuming guy. In fact, he quite honestly, he looks homeless. He looks like a homeless dude. And he, and if he's listening to this podcast, you know, I've told him this before, so it's no secret. He just doesn't care. You know, when you have tens of millions of dollars, you just don't give a shit. You know, it's, I, I, you don't care what people think of you. You'd screw you. I'm rich. I can do whatever I want. It doesn't matter. And we both have this vision of helping people. I'm very philanthropic. I've always been philanthropic and charity-based and, and want to altruistically do good for other people for whatever reason. I think secretly it's because it makes me feel good. So he and I had that vision of like, how can we help the average investor that's out there struggling and you know, wanting to take their 50,000 and turning into a half a million? There's just no simple vehicle for them to do that unless they're a guru like you know, we've been in the market. That's kind of why we built our company and structured it the way we were. And it's just, it's awesome, dude, when you can kind of pat yourself on the back and take a client, see where they were, just like, you know, you do with your online companies, you know? Can you explain some more of the common mistakes you see people making? You say that they basically are gambling it. You need to remember you're in a marathon and not a sprint. In the early days of my investing, I would say, I would gamble basically, which is what most investors in the market do. They gamble. Much like Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin's going up. Um, let's throw our money in Bitcoin and see what happens. Most people don't have that. And so that's what we've built into our company is like, look, we're not going to just swing for the fences and hope things stick to the wall. The reason we're buying this stock is because Trump is releasing this and this and blah, blah, blah. You have to be scientific about your reasons why you feel you're going to double your money on this particular play. And that has been probably the biggest takeaway. Get my emotions out of it and say, Samuel, why? And of course, my head investor, he heads my research team and all of our stock. He has tempered me over the years to be like, we're not gambling. We're scientifically looking at this as to, you know, the reason why we feel, you know, when Brexit hit, do you remember Brexit back not not that long ago? There was three, I think I want to say $3 trillion lost in the stock market that day alone on Brexit. We We had the single biggest day for our clients we've ever had. And while everyone was going left, we said, no, we're going to go right because it matches our criteria of what we think is really going to happen. So you tried a lot of other things. And for you guys, you found that options is the place to be because it allows you the most 
at least for your skill set, it gives you the best ROI. You're not really into bonds. You're not into long-term buy and hold. Yes. We specialize basically in a, in a strategy called options. And what an option is, is basically you are, you are saying, I believe that this stock is going to either go up or it's going to go down. Let's say Tesla. Okay, everyone knows Tesla. So we say we're going to do a, a stock option buy on Tesla because we think they're going to just blow out their earnings. Therefore, we're going to buy an option thinking that their stock is going to increase X amount. And so the beautiful thing about options, and, and, and I'm trying to be as layman here as possible, but the beautiful thing about options is, is that for a very small amount of money, you can buy options for five cents. 10 cents and one option contract is equal to 100 shares of a company purchase. So I could buy Tesla. I don't know what Tesla's at today. I'm 100, 110 bucks or whatever it is. I could buy one share of Tesla for 110 bucks as an example. And let's say it goes to 115. Well, great. I made five bucks. But not everyone could buy Tesla stock. Berkshire Hathaway is a great example of that. And so instead of buying the stock, I buy the options. We buy the options, which is, again, one option contract is equal to 100 shares of the stock. So you don't need a whole lot of option contracts to make a killing. We regularly do double digit, triple digit returns in a matter of days because we're playing the swings. 95% of our, our own portfolios and for our clients, we love options. Why? Because we get the fastest return. We get double or triple digit returns. If we lose on an option, which we do lose on options, okay, we all, there's always losers. We don't bat 100%. But when we do lose, it's a teeny, tiny, minuscule amount. Like I said, you don't have to risk a lot of money in an option play for the chance to make a lot of money. So that's why we love options. Now, we also do long-term hold. So getting back to your question, do, do we play long? Yes, we do play long. Like if we see something that's going to build to a four percent, a four-digit return, like a thousand percent return or more, which we've had several of, we'll go along with our clients and our own portfolios. Absolutely, this cannabis one we've been in for several months now, and it's it's set to go from ninety cents. We're looking at a ten-dollar valuation sometime this year. It's going to be just huge. And how we structure our clients, you know, for our clients that have two hundred fifty thousand or more. What we do is we build these option wins in their account, build, build, build. And then as we build them and as we're making them all these profits, we'll take some of those profits and build in a long-term play with what we call a dividend paying stock. So it's, and this is how we've, we've built multi, multi-millionaires with no work because every month these companies just pay dividend every single month. You just get free money from them every single month. It's a steady stock, so you know it's not going to go down and drop or lose your value. We like to play with house money. So if you know your $250,000 account after month one is now $275,000, <clears> you've got $25,000 of house money that we typically utilize to rebuild and compound interest into more plays and more wins and more dividend playing stocks. And so the amount of money that we're actually risking in your account is very small because we believe in, yeah, we build it. And we also love to keep cash in our client's account. Like they might have a million dollar account, but it's not necessarily a million dollars worth of stock. It might be, oh geez, it might be, you know, $400,000 worth of stock that we're playing at any given time. And the rest is sitting in cash. Now, some people say, well, why don't you leverage that? Well, 
life happens. You know, one of our clients had a medical emergency and they needed cash out. Boom, we were able to dish some cash out. This is the whole reason you invest is to have your cash work for you to do what it is you want. I, I love the investment game. It's just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I'll tell you what, most of our clients are like I was and like you are, I would imagine, which is a busy entrepreneur. You know, we're busy building our companies and doing this. I'm, and I run four companies for crying out loud. And what entrepreneurs don't understand is what do they do when they make money in their business? They reinvest it right back in their business because they want to keep building their business, building their business. But what they don't realize is you need to be more multidimensional than that. You need to take some money out of your business as you make your profits and diversify and reinvest that in another vehicle. And this is why a lot of our entrepreneurial clients are so thrilled because they never take money out of their business because they're always kind of plateaued in their company. Where if now we kind of train them, take some of the profits, use that to invest outside of your business and watch what happens. And so they're just really excited that now they have two major asset investment classes, their company and their personal investments that are, you know, growing at big rates, which is really fun. That's a really common thing. And I had that problem in my teens, but fortunately, someone once convinced me to not spend more than 70% of what you make, which is similar to this, although... Jim Rohn's got a thing too, the 70-10-10-10 plan. 70% you live off of, 10% is active capital you spend to try to grow into more money. 10% is passive capital, something you would give to someone like yourself or exactly what you're talking about. You would put the profits into some sort of ROI, some sort of producing asset, and then 10% you give away to charity. One for sure, I believe, is to diversify like I just we just got done talking about. It's so important for entrepreneurs. You know, some people have different views on this. You know, I know what Warren Buffett says about putting your eggs in the basket. If you as an entrepreneur can build your company to the point where it is making profit, whether you're a small digital marketing agency or you run a car wash or whatever it is, you want to take a portion of your profits and use that money to invest in an ROI type of return, an ROI type of investment. Put it in a vehicle that's going to give you another return. I promise you that if you just can carve out a little bit of profit or time, give somebody a smile, it doesn't matter. Just if you carve out time on a regular basis to give back and enhance someone else's life in some small way, I promise you that your business will benefit from that in a big, big way, rather than just being so inwardly focused all the time. Because I know what it's like to try and build a company and bootstrap everything. I totally get that. But we got to remember too, and I learned this a long time ago, I'm glad I did, that is that the more inwardly focused we are, especially at those times when we're building our company and trying to get profit and whatnot, we're actually being poverty conscious. We're pushing our poverty consciousness out there. So when we carve time out to give to others, what are we doing? We're doing the exact opposite. We're promoting prosperity consciousness out there to bring more of that into our lives. So you guys, I promise you, this is a spiritual law that works every single time. So if you're struggling in your business, carve out a little bit of time regularly to give back in some small way, whatever way you can. You don't kill yourself for it, but just make it a part of your regular routine. So let's talk a little bit about some of the people that maybe even the entrepreneurs, what are some of the habits that you feel the most successful people that you've dealt with, like have, like whether they're clients or just people that you guys try to emulate, what are some of the habits that you feel have led to the level of success and the, and the predictability that you guys have? Well, you know, it's interesting because with the financial markets, 
there's so so much going on right now, man. I mean, you know, you talked about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency earlier, which is a huge X factor, a huge unknown in many people's eyes, and certainly in our eyes at Financial Reboot. We are now playing cryptos in a different way than the millennials are playing cryptos. You know, 99% of millennials are seeing this growth rate happen and be like, oh my God, let's, it, you know, fear of missing out. I need to buy Bitcoin now. But if you notice, you're exactly right. Now, I'm not saying it's going to crash. I am not the Bitcoin expert. I will say that I stayed away from it since day one. My entire company, all of our clients, we don't invest in Bitcoin at this point, the normal way. We don't just buy Bitcoin and sit there and pray to God that it goes up. Smart investors now are playing what's called the futures of Bitcoin, which is on the ebbs and flows of the price index on it. So watch for that because that's where the professional investors like us are going to just mop everybody up. Not to sound predatorial, it's just, look, we're smart investors and you need to be smart investors out there too. Don't get caught up in the hype. Yes, it's been going from 3,000 to, what is it? 19,000, 18,000 now. I mean, it's crazy. But what's that based on? Like, I have a good friend of mine who's also a client said, man, are we going to invest in Bitcoin? Are we? I said, look, right now we're not going to until it gets regulated and all these other things. So he took some money and started playing Bitcoin. And I said, you just got to remember, look at the supply and demand of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. People buy it, but are they selling? Is it being traded? The answer is no. The only time people are selling their Bitcoin is when they have a crisis or they need cash for something and they have to sell Bitcoin. In fact, the 70 10 10 10 plan I talked about, I don't necessarily measure it like the 10% the charity. I literally just, when I come home, I tend to put my change in a jar and then I tend to do things with that change jar. I'll buy people lunch, I'll just give the jar to someone on the street, you know, something like that. Just something that's built in and easy to do on a regular basis. I want to ask, what do you see as the future trends of your industry? What's going to happen in the next five, 10 years, do you think? What we tell all of our clients is that never risk more than 3 to 5% of your entire portfolio, whatever you're investing, never risk more than 3 to 5% on any given stock pick or any given play. Take profits with house money. Never be afraid to take profits. And that was, I use that in my company every single day. All my friends that are investing in Bitcoin, I'm like, guys, stop sending me Facebook messages that your Bitcoin is up another 20%. Take some profits, use that money. So Samuel, you've done a lot. You've kind of walked us through the baby steps of getting started and even what areas to avoid and what to focus on. And you even told us how to use it for profit uh, if anyone's like just getting started and getting out. So you've really kind of helped us understand the landscape and what we should be doing and safe moves to make. If anyone's been listening to this and really resonates with you and wants more information, how do they get in touch? You said, how do people get in touch with us? So if your listeners are U.S.-based, they got to be U.S.-based to work with us, you got to have a minimum of $250,000 U.S. To, to use in your portfolio or more. If that is you, you can go to the number three, three yearretirementformula.com. So the number three yearretirementformula.com and get in touch with us that way. I would imagine some of your listeners or most of your listeners might not have 250,000 stashed away or more. Those people, you can go to stockpickprofits.com. One of our clients bought one of those courses online about how to make money in the stock market. And it was a full-time job for him. And he was up 30 grand on a play. He went to go take a shower, came back out, and he lost it all. And so he's like, I don't want to, this sucks. So what's nice about this service is we don't day trade. We're what's called swing traders, which is, you know, 
maybe two or three times a week we'll have a trade. It's never a hurry up and rush like you've got five seconds to make the trade. It's casual. You get in at this price and you know it's very simple. We don't believe in making money in the investment world it should be a stressful process. It should be simple. It should be done for you. That's what basically this is. It's like you don't have to learn the stock market like we've got over 55 years of cumulative experience in. You can really tap into this service now at stockpickprofits.com and I think we've got it at 67 bucks a month. Samuel, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. It's an honor and a pleasure. Again, everyone, if you've been listening, if you enjoy this, check out stockpickprofits.com or 3yearretirementformula.com.